Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm so happy to be with you again today as we consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey, so I hope you're taking advantage of everything that we offer. You can subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. You can join our free Facebook group. And if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get more from me and advance notice of things that are coming up. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out. Today we're going to take a look at finances and anxiety. This is a huge subject that could take many podcasts to actually explore fully. So I'm going to try to talk briefly about a few key points today. Finances and anxiety have been around forever, both finances and, as we all know, anxiety. And I want to start out by saying that our financial anxiety may be triggered just as a stress, or it could be a real deep, anxious actual panicky type of feeling or situation. So we need to be uh, aware of where we're at on that scale because everyone has times in their life where their finances may be causing them stress. And one of the really big pieces that we all need to remember is that financial stress and anxiety around finances is not caused by the amount of money or financial stability or instability that you have. This is, again, about our mind and our ability to handle what we're thinking about, what way we are going to take our thoughts. But let's get started with some very typical things that come up because I've gotten a number of emails asking about stress and money. Here are some of the subjects that have come up. Not having enough money, how to pay bills without being anxious, the endless financial needs that keep coming up, how can I stop spending on non-essential items, how to deal with the guilt from disappointing others, and that was around money, How to find the balance of income and outgo with my money. And finally, there were a lot of them that I just lumped into this statement, keeping up with the Joneses. How to deal with the guilt of spending money on self-care. And how to deal with the bill paying when it triggers my anxiety through the roof. Well, I want to share one thing right off the top with that bill paying statement. I had been given the gift of back in the day when I had a lot of bills to pay, 
uh, because I was running, I had two stores and an online store, and there were a lot of bills that had to be paid on a regular basis. And that wasn't just the monthly bill paying of the home, but of the business too. And this checkbook got a lot of workout. So I was given a tip by one of my spiritual kind of directors back in the day that had suggested that one of the ways I could really stay in tune with how I was feeling about money and writing all those checks that I had to write was to write the word blessing in the memo of the checks. Now I know most people don't write many checks anymore, but you can find a way to incorporate this kind of idea into your financial world because our finances are not unlike all of the other triggers that we have with anxiety. So we want to find ways to bring our awareness and our attention to them. So not only did I write blessing and every check that I wrote back in those days uh, in the memo, but when I um, got, when I moved here to Maui, it was when I changed banks and I got a an account at the Bank of Hawaii and I had new checks made and I actually had the word blessings written on it above where the signature would be. And with my signature, I have a little curly cue that comes up at the end of it, and I would circle that around the word blessings. Now, this has been going on for a long time, and still to this day, I do write a check for my rent. I still am aware and conscious of what, where my mind and body are at when I am writing that check. It brings me home. I'm not lost in a flood of all kinds of emotions. And if I am, I get to stop with that one word that I am trying to remember that the fact that I can write a check is a blessing, right? So I want to remember that instead of, oh, dang, I got to write this bill, or I got to write that bill. And like I said, back in that day, I was writing checks daily because vendors coming in or uh, purchase orders due, whatever. That was a bell ringing for me to be aware that I was blessed in that moment that I could write those checks. Instead of the opposite, which we tend to go to, again, it's just the way we are built to go to the negative. Oh no, there goes more money. What am I going to do? What if, what if? And rather than do that, I was brought to a place of gratitude. So I hope you can find a place in your life with online payments or with your debit card, however you're doing things, to find a way to bring that idea of, I am actually blessed that I can pay for this, that I have the opportunity to purchase this or to pay for my phone bill, whatever it is. So it sort of started with the last uh, statement from the emails there with my own story, but I hope that is helpful for you. And it really does. It really does make a difference. So I wanted to also jump in before I get rambling on about some 
tips for you to do. I want to give out some resources. Again, some of these may be uh, familiar to you and maybe some are not, but there is a book and a program and a website that is called Your Money or Your Life. And it's old. And I listened to it many, many moons ago as a audio cassette series. But uh, the whole program has, you know, evolved with time. It was originally written, that book, by uh, Joseph Dominguez and Vicki Robin. And I know uh, Joseph is uh, dead now, but Vicki is still carrying the torch uh, along with some other people. And so you may want to check that out. It's um, not just about, about money. It's about the meaning of money and how we can make uh, those two things, our purpose in life and our uh, financial security, how we can bring that all together. It's really worth at least checking out their website. That again is called Your Money or Your Life. And another one is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and that's Marie Kondo's book. It came out not too long ago. It's really sweet. And I bring this one up because the fact, as you'll see when I go through my tips here, that we already have a lot of stuff. And so if we could actually start to appreciate what we have, and if we could have that kind of gratitude, we might not need to be spending so much money because that seems to be where the stress comes in for people is in this, the outgo of the money. So Again, that's The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. She's delightful, and it's a very sweet look at uh, how we deal with our stuff. And finally, another book, uh, you know, again, in a little bit different way of looking at money is called The Soul of Money, and I believe that's Lynn Twist, uh, another interesting look at money and meaning and what happens with money, not only in our culture, but in other cultures. So that's some uh, light reading for you if you choose to delve a little bit deeper here. Let's get on now with what uh, some of the ideas I had for you. So, you know, going on top of that book by Marie Kondo, I am suggesting that you declutter. And that is a wonderful way to start to have gratitude for what you have. Like you're probably saying, yeah, but my stress is around paying my bills. It's not about what I have in my house. Believe me, this is all tied together. You have to trust me on this. Go through your items that you own. How are you treating them? Are they all, do they all have a place? Are they put in their place? And this is not just for your home, but also your workspace. Many of us are entrepreneurs and we have our own workspaces or offices or shops. And we need to look at how we show appreciation for what we have in those spaces also. Because a lot of anxiety can be hidden in our things, new or old, whether we're out buying new ones or whether we're just uh, pushing our old things to the side. We can uh, dampen down our uh, high stress and our guilt and our all of our feelings. We can dampen those down by clutter. 
can hide them under clutter. And then we go out and we keep buying. So you can begin to see where this comes in to actually mattering because it starts to affect our bottom line. The next point I want to bring up is that I want you to check in with your wise mind prior to purchasing new items. You want to ask yourself, do I need it? Do I need it for myself or for others? Do I want it? Those are two different questions, two different ways of looking at it. And if I want it, if so, why? What need am I trying to fill by wanting this? And can that need be filled in another way? Now, again, we have to take time to ask these questions. And so we have to slow down. And that's always a good thing when we're trying to keep our anxiety level from going from zero to 60 in a second. We want to slow down and be with these feelings and these questions. And then we can actually make a decision that is in our best interest. It's in a way that's going to benefit us versus weigh us down or cause us doubt or guilt or negative feelings in the future. The next point I want to bring up is sort of the flip side, and it's learning to be grateful for what you already have. This is hard for a lot of people because this is almost as hard as people giving themselves self-care. And self-care, by the way, doesn't need to cost anything. Having gratitude and appreciation for what you already have. You may not even have very much, but when you can look at what you have through the eyes of appreciation, you're really acknowledging all that the universe has given to you versus wanting more for whatever reason and struggling for more. First, stopping and slowing down and having gratitude and appreciation for what you already have. And that's much easier to do if you do that first point, which is to declutter, because then you can see what you have because it's not jumbled up with some things you like, some things you don't like, and so forth. The next point is to look guilt in the eye. First, with what you already have, Look at each item asking, do I keep this because of guilt? Do I feel guilty if I let it go? Do I hold this for meaning for somebody else? Because guilt is not uh, helpful if we don't pay attention to it. It's a great tool when we, when we slow down and look at what is this guilt trying to say to me? And we go with it from there. So, but don't bury it. Don't bury it underneath all your stuff. Look at guilt and say, am I holding on to these things because I feel guilty if I let it go? Find a way to let the guilt be. Let it be there as you make a wise mind decision to either sell or give it away if it is something that you do not treasure and is not bringing meaning and value into your life. That's a great practice on working with guilt, and that will pay off in other areas of your life. The second place to look at guilt is in purchasing out of guilt. Often we go out and 
bring things in out of guilt. If you can catch this when it's happening, you can ask yourself more meaningful questions such as, what am I trying to avoid by buying this? Some things are quite obvious. I have to buy it. Guilt doesn't come up when we're buying what we need to buy for the kids on the kitchen table. But guilt comes up with a lot of other things. Just take it as a little signal to just look deeper. It doesn't mean that guilt has got the got you by the throat. It just means, oh, something is something is moving inside of me. I wonder what it is. Maybe I can just ask myself if I am trying to avoid something by buying this. For example, buying items for yourself or loved ones to keep up with what's popular or what's expected of you for your job, your social standing, etc. The guilt can come up and it's a gift for you to be able to ask to look a little bit deeper. Am I doing this out of some need to appear a certain way? Or is this really a need? This will be different for each of us. But the guilt here, again, is a gift if we give ourselves the time to look deeper. This, of course, asks us again to slow down, to be with our feelings and to honor them. This can go many ways. We could have guilt because money is tight. Or we could have the other side of it. We could have guilt that we are able to buy these things and no one else in our circle or others around us can. We can have guilt for a lot of different reasons, especially around money. We find our own answers if we slow down and don't fear the feelings. And finally, I want you to begin to see money as a tool and not who you are. Detach, if you will, from your bank account, your belongings. It is our attachment to these things. Again, that is our source of distress, the attachment, not the things, not the money, the belongings, but our attachment to those. Anyone who is listening to this podcast has more than most of the people in the world. Even if you are strapped for cash to make the rent, you have enough. And the new goal may be to live within current means easier or with more ease. And maybe some of those resources I mentioned earlier can help you do that. Or find ways to increase your income so that it is less of a squeeze. But at this moment, have gratitude for what you do have and see those things all of the things that you have, including your bank account, or as big or small as it is, as tools. This includes your money. None of these things are who you are. And when you can see them as tools, you will use them differently. This financial piece here is no different than any of our other triggers. Each needs to be faced accepted, and stayed with as the feelings arise to find our way to more harmony with it. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. 
It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. When you let go of trying to get more of what you don't really need, it frees up oceans of energy to make a difference with what you have. And that's from Lynn Twist. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 